This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We always do. 918-262-5072 as well. That's our neuropathy treatment clinic of Oklahoma, he said with his... Uh, slow down, Rick. Uh, text line. Want to remind you too that the Oilers, when they're home on Sunday, you can go down and skate on the ice with the players. It's the skate day, or we call it family fun day, with the Oilers. Now you can take your own skates, or you can rent some. They'll have a nominal fee there for you to rent some if you'd like. Also, remember we do the Blitz upgrade. So if you buy seats to an, any Oiler game, even if they're way up high, sometime during the game, we're going to call out seat numbers and bring you right down next to the ice. Eight thirty-five on the Blitz eleven seventy. Rick Corey, Bryce Salson. Now we welcome to our hotline Tyler Cass, our insider for Arkansas from over at THV in Fayetteville, or pardon me, in Little Rock. And Tyler, here we go. We're about to jump right into the meat of conference play. Arkansas coming off a really nice win back on the 30th over UNC Wilmington, 106-90. And now it's Auburn heading in on Saturday. How, how is this Hogs team playing through the break? Yeah, it's all uh, starting to come together a little bit, uh, I think. Uh, a lot of worry, consternation. Uh, whatever word you want to use about the last, you know, month and a half or so of basketball, not looking good against less than stellar opponents. But then, yeah, you bring up the UNC Wilmington game there. And at least on the offensive side of things, it seems like Arkansas kind of figured something out there, uh, especially with Keon Menefield, uh, who did, they didn't think they were going to have this year, uh, all of a sudden became eligible three games ago. And then, you know, is out here dropping 30 points against <laughs> UNC Wilmington. So it seems like he might have been the kind of missing ingredient to this team. And, and they're hoping that carries on into conference play. So, all right, because, because, as you said, he wasn't available for the longest time. Describe his game for those who don't know. Oh, I mean, he is a, a true point guard that this offense kind of needed. I mean, he, he's the guy who is going to be, you know, get bring the ball up the court almost every single time. Uh, but works really well off the ball too. Uh, you kind of can't keep your eye off him on offense. As soon as he gives the ball up to, to start a play, uh, he, he works just, just cutting kind of constantly around the basket. Uh, not, not a big long ball guy can if he's wide open, so you have to respect it, but he's going to do most of his work kind of driving and then finding an open guy when the defense collapses around him or just scoring. I mean, that, that, that had been a big issue for Arkansas was finishing around the rim. And it's something that he's really, really good at uh, getting a little acrobatic there mm-hmm. uh, amongst the tall trees for him. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's finding ways to score kind of constantly in a way that the Arkansas offense hadn't been. So hoping to keep it up. Uh, here's uh, here's a guy when you add someone kind of new, if you will, if you add somebody to the mix, it can upset what's already happening. Obviously, he's worked in with his, as you said, dropping 30 like that. But how overall is that mix going? Yeah, I mean, I think the answer is they needed to upset what was already happening. <laughs> what was already happening wasn't great. Uh, they, I mean, this is a team that throughout the entirety of conference play hadn't really even settled on a starting, starting lineup. Um, so now it seems a little bit more – I mean – I think there are guys who, based on opponents, will still get more playing time than others. Must is big on playing the matchups. But guys like L. Ellis and uh, Layden Walker, I mean, they, they've kind of seen their playing time almost disappear the last couple games with the emergence, emergence of Menafield. Um, and they, those were big pieces early on. So, again, I think they don't go away completely uh, because they're, they're too good for that, I mean, especially Walker. 
who, I mean, he's just a freshman, so we've only started to see what he can become, but they'll become much more kind of matchup based, uh, game dependent guys. You know, you, you go, uh, go back to, again to that Wilmington game. And again, we're talking to Kyler, Tyler Cass. He's our uh, Arkansas insider from THV over in Little Rock. 18 from Mark. Uh, you had 16 from Graham, 14 from Davis, 12 from Brazil, a really good team game. All right. Now going in, we know this is an Auburn team that has the capability to be very good. How do you see this matchup? It's 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 become kind of almost I wouldn't call it a rivalry yet, but there's a lot of online sniping about this one every year. Uh, ever since went back uh, two years ago when Auburn uh, was number one in the country, came into Bud Walton Arena and Arkansas beat them in what at the time was one of the loudest I'd ever heard Bud Walton. Uh, the Duke game this year probably surpassed that a little bit, but that was that was uh, Eric Musselman's signature win at Arkansas, beating the best team that Auburn's had in a long, long time. And uh, fans especially like to go back and forth about that one a lot. Uh, this this year, it's a ranked Auburn team, still an unranked Arkansas team. So I, I do think there is a, a little bit of that kind of going on. People going, okay, this is, this is a chance for Arkansas. Uh, they're going to need to step it up defensively because, like I said, they, they figured out the offense a little bit the last couple games. The defense, especially the three-point defense, still doesn't look great. So, and which is which is weird. I mean, that's that's not characteristic of Eric Musselman teams. That's usually it's must must get the defense up and then let the offense figure itself out. And that still hasn't happened this year. But they're, they're going to need to do a little better, especially three-point wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they want to be Auburn. Yeah, Bryce is going to ask you about football in a moment because there was news on K.J. Jefferson. Before we do that, though, you've seen this team and you know how they're kind of coming along. Is there a name, is there a person on this team, maybe not contributing at the level yet you think they're capable of, that you believe later in the year can really expand, explode, and become a player? (sighs) Yeah, Layden Blocker would would be the one. Again, as a freshman – uh, I think Musk is a little trepidatious after how last year went on <laughs> relying on freshmen because, you know, he's he's Mr. Transfer Portal. Last season was, okay, I'm get, I got all these five stars. Let's see how that works out. It didn't go fully according to plan. But in the limited time the blocker's seen, uh, he's flashed a lot uh, of potential. Uh, and he's the guy who I th- I could see coming in off the bench in a big game finding his shot and must kind of go and ride in the hot hand and we'll have a game that is the laden blocker game. Mm-hmm. He is 841 on the Blitz 1170. We're talking to Tyler Cass from THV in Arkansas. He is our Arkansas insider. I'm Rick Corey with Bryce Hulse. Yeah, Tyler, KJ Jefferson making the decision to go to UCF. Uh, I, lo- I loved your tweet saying he's going to one of just six schools with a national championship in the <laughs> CFP era, era, which I'm sure was very well received. At least well you received. could laugh about it. Some people could. <laughs> <laughs> I was all about to say, I mean. I think it's great. Very well received because Twitter is just a very normal place for people to react uh, normally. Uh, so how do you feel about that fit for him, and what do you think the move is now for quarterback for the Razorbacks? Yeah, who knew that 2017 UCF still was such made people so so angry. Uh, every year that goes by since then, I I give a little more legitimacy to them just for that fact. But, anyways, yeah, no, I I think it's a great fit for KJ. Um, reuniting with another uh, former Razorback, you know, in, in Gus Malzahn, uh, a name that inspires all kinds of emotions around these parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and tends to run the kind of offense that leans into KJ's strengths. So it's, it's, it's interesting where I think he's going to put up 
much better numbers next year than he did this year with Arkansas. Um, I, I think it's a much better fit offensively. I don't know if it grows KJ's game at all, though. It's going to lead into his strengths and not exactly challenge him in his weaknesses where, you know, to take the next step to the pro level, he might need to work, work on. But for KJ, I think that's, that's kind of ideal. He's going to get his numbers. And I, I think someone, I mean, there, there's going to be a, a couple offensive coordinators in the NFL who look at KJ Jefferson, look at that body and that arm talent and go, you know, I could maybe make something of that. Let's, let's take a flyer on him. So I, I, I think it works out well for KJ. I mean, for Arkansas, it's been, I mean, Sam Pittman told us he's known since KJ's exit interview and maybe even before that, that they were going to be kind of, you know, moving on next year. So the Hogs obviously hit the transfer portal for quarterback. They've got their guys already in that room ready to compete. Um, I, I do think it is a true competition, um, but we'll see. I mean, it's, it all kind of comes down to what direction Bobby Petrino wants to take things. Yeah, that'll, that's the interesting part of that one right there, that whole Petrino thing. You know, b- before we leave that, too, because, I mean, I want to get into a couple of portal guys. You know, you you think of K.J. Jefferson, to me, you, you talk about Gus, who I know quite well. You know, he was around guys like Cam. And I'm not saying that K.J.'s Cam Newton because they are a little bit different. But he's in that mold of that kind of player who can create those kinds of things. I think the mix is perfect because Gus – knows how to use that kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. And you, you have to bring up Cam, I think, when, when you're talking about KJ. It makes sense. Just the pure strength of a guy. I, mean, I don't think KJ has quite the arm that, that, that Cam did um, or or the speed, but the strength. I mean, you saw it uh, in, in the Alabama game this year. Nick Saban said it's one of the best plays yes. he's ever seen a quarterback make ever. I mean, just – throwing grown men. He's done that. He did it in BYU game two years ago. He did it multiple times this year where, I mean, one person cannot tackle K.J. Jefferson. Uh, And, you know, it's we always talk about, oh, guys' eyes light up when they get a chance to hit hit the quarterback because you don't get to do that in practice. You don't get to do it in the game that much. And it's the exact opposite if K.J. is the quarterback. You're, oh, gosh, here we go. So, yeah, I mean, the instant ability there where – no play is ever over with KJ. He does have the arm to make the throws when he needs to. Um, it's just kind of – well, it also come down to uh, if UCF can block for him at all. But, yeah, him and Gus, that offense can put up numbers next year, especially in the Big 12. Yeah, man. So I, know, I noticed you guys had a portal edition yesterday, Jordan Anthony from A&M, a receiver. I know the receiver room was tough at times last year. i got to be honest, even as an A&M guy, I don't know an awful lot about this kid. Do you know anything about him? Uh, track star. <laughs> that, that, that seems to be the, the consensus there. I mean, and not in the – oh, he has track speed way that we sometimes talk about football players. I know my, my co-anchor actually out here, Sarah Clark, is a former runner, and she hates it when people talk about football <laughs> or basketball players having track speed because she says, no, it's not track speed. And usually she's right, but this time he has actual track speed. He, he ran at Texas A&M. Uh, he ran at Kentucky before that. He's a Kentucky guy. Uh, Elliot's a big, big fan of speed. Uh, he uh, 10-16 in the 100 meters. Uh, which I'm told is very fast. I don't know, <laughs> know track well. I'll be honest to know what all the numbers mean, but it looks he looks really fast. He's going to run at Arkansas, which is a big deal because Arkansas track and field is oh, yeah. a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he first and foremost going to play football. I think he was a big Bobby Petrino guy. That's why he initially transferred to A and M 
and it's why he's following him here to Arkansas. Um, a little short, but really, really fast, which Arkansas has got a couple of those guys next mm-hmm. year. So, again, it's it's Bobby going out and getting his guys, and it kind of starts to tell you what you think he wants the offense to look like. And uh, right now, it, it, it looks fast. And that's yeah. the surprise addition on signing day was an, was another wide receiver who's a little short but really fast. So they're going to run. Yeah, and, and Anthony's only 5'10", 160, but if he's out running you, it doesn't matter, does it? Uh, all right, so well, what's happening when it comes to other sports right about now in Arkansas? Oh, uh, we got the women's basketball team coming in 12-3, going into conference play, taking on a very mediocre Kentucky team. Uh, kind of a hot seat season, I'd say, for Mike Neighbors after not making the tournament. Uh, there's been so much promise for the women's basketball team. Incredible recruiting classes, five stars, McDonald's All-Americans. They made a run in the SEC tournament three years ago, beating South Carolina. They beat UConn a few years ago. So they've had these moments, but it still hasn't crystallized in a uh, NCAA tournament run, and obviously that's what really matters to people. So I think uh, big, big time hot seat season for neighbors. They need to make the tournament, and uh, we'll really kind of see what they're made of coming up in conference play. Uh, Beyond that, I think there's a lot of excitement for baseball this year. We're still a little over a month away, but coming in with a a top two recruiting class, depending on whose recruiting services you like to look at there, and it's Arkansas baseball. I mean, you can always lightly pencil them in for – at least a super regional, if not Omaha, and this year looks no different. Yep. Uh, my wife was uh, classmates in high school with Mike Neighbors, so we're always pulling for women's basketball over there to do well. Uh, oh, I, I, great, Greenwood? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a bulldog. Uh, was a bulldog. Well, it still is. She's got the sweatshirt somewhere. Uh, we can hear you have parental, parental duties to do in the background, so we're going to let you go do that. Uh, Happy New Year to you in 2024. We look forward to visiting with you again every week, and thanks very much, Tyler. There are birds in the backyards that I must be made aware of. Happy New Year. <laughs> Go get them. 848 on the place, 1170. You know what? That's what I love about the people we talk to. They're real. You yeah, know, right? this is this is not on the set of Sports Center, right? We're, <laughs> it's real. It is what it is. We are who we are. You know what? We're you. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing right now, we're just you. We live, we work, we go to school, we go to we go to class, we go to work, we go to church, we go to movie, we do whatever. But we're you, and that's the that that is why I love what Griffin is doing here. Is we are just you, and thanks to Tyler for being just one of us. You can hear the kids. I love hearing those kids in the background. Uh, we our backyard literally <laughs> is a school, and hearing them on the playground in the spring and the summer, uh, it's just delightful. It's eight forty nine on the Blitz eleven seventy. I'm Rick Corey. He is Bryce Sauce. We'll be back to close it up in a minute. I got several. You know, I love to close out with several little notes. We got several little notes I want to get to you that are always really interesting. Uh, if you still want to text at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two and tell me the perfect. Travis Kelsey action movie. If if he wants to be as famous as The Rock, then you got to hit the big screen. Mm. Or the even if you were a WWE guy, still got to go to the big screen at some point, right? Yeah. So you got to have a movie. So what movie, past or right now, action movie is Travis Kelsey fit for? Let us know. 918-262-5072 here on The Blitz. You can take The Blitz with you everywhere you go. Get in the game everywhere with The Blitz 1170 app. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on The Blitz 1170 and streaming on The Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma City Thunder added another big win as they beat the Boston Celtics 127-123 to at the Paycom Center last night. 
Shea Gilgis-Alexander led the Thunder with 36 points. It's the Thunder's fifth straight victory and the eighth in their last nine games. And tonight, the Oklahoma State Cowboys have their non-conference finale in GIA. They'll host Chicago State. Pre-game for that one is at 5 with a 6 o'clock tip-off. You can listen to that one right here on the Blitz. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.